Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zabonek-Chonko and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. This episode features Marvin Gressy, the Assistant General Manager of Stone Creek Club and Spa on the topic of employee engagement. In the first few minutes, we chat about how Stone Creek stayed in touch with its employees during the club's shutdown. We then shift into the strategies the club used to bring back its employees and the importance of strong leadership in a crisis like the COVID-19 pandemic. Enjoy. Well, first off, Marvin, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. It's really appreciated. Thanks a lot, Rachel. We're happy to to represent Stone Creek here. Yeah. Well, from a teamwork perspective, what was the biggest challenge of navigating the COVID-19 pandemic and the shutdown? You know, I think I think it was really the unknown, the the uncharted waters. You know, the the dates weren't solid. There was constant uncertainty and change, and things were just really fluid. Um, none of us had been through this before. Don't know anyone that's been through a pandemic. We we can all check that off the list now. But you know, we likened it a little bit to, to Hurricane Katrina in our area. We experienced that 10, 12, 15 years ago at another club I was at. But this was different. You know, back then it was just no power and. We didn't know how many members would be coming back, but this this certainly was a different beast to tackle. So we just kind of leaned on each other, you know, our management team and our key leaders. We brainstormed on what would be the best route, you know, kind of went through all the oh no's, the what ifs, the yeah, but what if this were to happen and, and, and how do you look at that when we come back? So and then also when we shut down, we thought it'd be, you know, just a couple of weeks and, and the timetable was just ever changing. And we were able to open May 15th, which wound up being two months after our shutdown. So so I think the, the, the unknowns, the what ifs, the, the constant fluid motion that we learned, we would be fluid throughout. And I think we now even see that that we're fluid today. We start phase two today in Louisiana. And so I think I think the unknowns keep coming at us, but we're just trying to trying to grab those as quick as we can, digest them and, and then give back to our members and to our team members what what's our course of action with with the new information we have. Well, how did you stay in touch or connected with your team during the shutdown? Were there any technologies that were beneficial or what was your strategy for making sure that employees didn't become unmoored from the the organization during that time? Yeah, so that was that was a real concern, right? I think we did a couple things. Of course, email blew up tremendously, which is which is a standard for everyone, but but that wasn't how we were going to get through this. Uh, I think the the Zoom meetings became a constant for us. Um, I'd only been on a few before this and now we were doing them a couple times a week with different teams on our organization. And those kind of became, you know, a milestone. So you knew that you'd be talking with the maintenance group at this time of the week, or our whole management team would be on every Monday. And so those kind of became some milestones each week for everyone to have a little bit of normalcy. And and you'd see, you know, you'd see so-and-so's dog coming through the background, or we have one of our directors had a newborn baby that we all kind of got to meet through Zoom. So I think some of those things were really, really kind of light spots that kind of gave us a little bit of relief as we were managing through it. But but Zoom was was a real good piece for us. It kind of helped us loop all of our managers back into where we were. We have a closed Facebook group for our employees. So we had that in place prior to the pandemic, but we were able to post a lot of our updates and kind of pictures of what we were doing as time went on until we were able to get some feedback from the team that would post there. Same thing, they would also kind of post some of their personal pictures in there or things they were doing. So I think it kind of kept it lighthearted a little bit and kept us informed as to what was going on. And so we were all so disconnected. Uh, there was only a handful of us that would come to the club. I was I was in the club probably two, three days a week, sometimes four, depending on the time of the month. But we would we, we didn't get to see everyone. So I think Zoom was a really, really good piece for us. The, the Facebook group really helped keep everyone in touch. Some of the departments created some of the group me text streams. And so you could see some of their their sharings there. 
our child care department put together a video that, that we put out on our, our club social media, just kind of wishing all the kids well. And it was a little bit of a, it was, it was early on, it was early April. So I think people were still anxious. And I think that was a really, really nice piece, a little departure from just all of the CDC government press conference. It was, it was nice to see our child care folks in their environment doing what they were doing at home. And they kind of, you know, it was a little teamwork project for them. And so they were able to communicate back and forth as they created that. And then the members saw it. So it was, it was really good. I think calling our team members too, you know, after we kind of started getting our head above water, it was, whoa, we haven't talked to that person in two or three weeks. Let's pick up the phone. Let's make sure yeah. somebody's talked to them. You know, did the department director talk to them or did, did somebody from our upper management group talk to them? And just, it was, it was great. It was great for us too, as we were, we were kind of, you know, in the minutia of it every day, we would get, get to hear about, you know, well, they went on a walk on the lakefront or they were able to, to do something for, for somebody in their community. So I think, I think some of those things kind of brought us back down to earth too, and, and reminded us it's real. We'll get through it. You know, it, it, it'll be, it'll be fine at the, at the end of the day, but, but some of those kind of respites were, were really big. One other thing we did was also our weekly update after our management groups would meet. Larry and I would kind of develop a weekly update and then would post that to our Facebook group too. And that, that kind of answered a lot of questions. One, one thing we had to remember was that we were in it every day, you know, management group of 10 to 12 managers, Larry, and myself, the exec team were kind of, kind of looking at everything and, and, and all the government guidance, but, but we were seeing it every day you know, front desk supervisor, child care worker, or a fitness floor person, or a personal trainer, they weren't seeing it every day, right? So anytime we had an update, it was it was a lot of information. And so we we were in the minutia of it every day, but it was really nice to, to step back and make sure we explained everything fully because those folks had not seen that. Yeah. Well, I know you guys are in various stages of bringing everyone back. Can you share some of the strategies that you're using to bring your team back and make sure that everyone's up to speed on some of the new cleaning or sanitizing protocols that you guys may have? Sure. Yeah. So we really rallied our managers to kind of start that dialogue. Like I kind of mentioned previously, we took, you know, and, and went to personal phone calls. So our managers were in tough touch with those folks and kind of, kind of giving them a, a little behind the scenes, hey, this is what's coming. This is where we're going we were really fortunate to be able to keep all of our employees paid through the shutdown. So we didn't have to actually restart. We didn't have to bring them off a of furlough. So that eliminated a little piece, but we were really able to, to kind of keep communication going with them. So we systematically just kind of went through each department. We did the checklist for cleaning and disinfecting and had all that stuff kind of made up and then identified any startup activities that they would have to do. Those guys started coming back in mid April, late April, helping us do some tasks. I mean, our tennis department came in and kind of did all of painting on the tennis court, something that they normally aren't doing, but we're able to meet with those guys and show them, hey, this is where we're going. This is what disinfecting when you come in the building means. We're taking your temperature, all those kind of hot button issues that had to get solved up front. We were able to kind of kind of work through that with them as small groups as we brought them in. We, uh, we kind of checked off, you know, reminding our staff that, hey, make sure you recover your payroll clocking information. It's been two months since you clocked in on the computer. Do you remember what that is? having their server codes available, the credentials for getting into the, to the computer systems that they would use, updating our alarm codes, our passwords, kind of all that stuff. We kind of handled on the front end, and then as we brought them back in into small groups, we were able to kind of really, really communicate that to them, give them the new protocols, kind of in a written format, so we're making sure we're, you know, over 192 employees, we were, we were saying the same thing. But, but being able to keep them on and bringing them in into small groups a couple weeks out, reset your area, you know, spa folks went through and, and kind of took, you know, all right, this is what a massage room is. Everything comes out, it's cleaned. And then what's our reset? What, what, what items do we need to get going again? So we were able to try to meet with them in those small groups. Yeah. It's interesting from almost every position in the club, they're having to learn, you know, new responsibilities. Is that something that you has been a challenge just like having to teach the staff about all the new protocols or is, is it going well from your perspective? 
Yeah, I think I think it is going well. I think everyone knew there was going to be right. We're trying to also eliminate the cliches here, but the new normal. So we've all heard that enough here. But but I think everyone saw that at home and and saw, you know, when they go to the grocery store that the steps that went into going to the grocery and and don't pull out your phone and use a written list and kind of all that stuff. Again, early on, we're now in June, but but March 25th and March 30th and April 5th, those things were so different and so foreign to us. And now when you walk through the grocery and see the majority of folks in masks and the social distancing and things like that, that's kind of a normal, but yeah, I think, I think, I think it, it went well because everyone was expecting something and I think they all embraced it for everyone's health and safety, right? I mean, first it's mandated by the state. So if we're going to open and be successful in our opening, we're going to do it and we're going to do it right. But I, I think everyone came in with the mindset of tell me what we need to do and I'm ready to do it. Yeah. Well, what are tips for coaching staff on how to enforce member policies or, you know, how do they approach a member on, you know, who might not be following new protocols? Any any strategies there? Right. And I think a couple of those have popped up so far, you know, and I think we we just say safety's paramount. And that's that's in the club before the shutdown. And so I think that kind of carried through. I mean, everyone knows that in our orientation, myself and, and Larry Connor, our president, we talk about not putting a, an extension cord across a hallway and putting a cone out when you do it. And you know, a, a wet floor. So that's kind of instilled in everyone. Safety's paramount. So with the heightened sense of urgency with the pandemic, with, with, with all of the protocols put out by the government, I think everyone understood that. So I think we we needed to make sure we, we equipped our team well up front with that. And, you know, we took the new protocol serious and, and it protects each of us. So we just asked our team to be open with the members, um, be consistent with all the members. So if Rachel's enforcing you know, the, uh, something on the fitness floor with the distancing, but the next employee isn't becomes tough. So I think consistency was one thing that we used and just being open and explaining the policy to the member. And so we first off explained it all to the the staff when we brought them back in. And I think they each kind of, you know, took ownership of those policies. And then when we had a member that wasn't doing what they needed to do, sometimes it was just overwhelming. They saw so many signs they didn't know what to do. So it was a reminder. Other times there may be a philosophical difference where they didn't want to do it would pull them aside, kind of discuss it. And at the end of the day, we said, look, we're, we're following our the CDC requirements, the government requirements. And quite honestly, if we want to stay open, we're going to do the right thing. And we're going to follow everything that's listed here. And we need you to, to kind of help us. And, and, you know, one other piece is that we actually took all of our managers and asked them to spend much more time on the floor, especially the first couple of weeks of opening. So I think when the, with the managers on the floor, that'll help lead to, to having some backup there. And then the staff could see us kind of, you know, almost live role play and work through that situation, see how the member reacted. And, and most folks, I think, have been accepting of it. And even if they didn't want to do it, they, they understood why we were doing it and, and the better good for everyone. Well, you know, clubs are in various stages of reopening throughout the U.S., um, maybe for some facilities that still haven't reopened. What are some tips for rebuilding or reengaging their teams? Yeah. So especially if you're not open yet, I would say, you know, I think sometimes the, the best defense is a good offense. And so try not to lose that touch from the get go. I think the first step is really to try to prevent the need to rebuild. So keep their communication going, work with the team as much as possible. Some folks have furloughed, so you can't enforce your team members reading emails or going through anything that you're sending out. But the, the more that you can put out positive from your side, I mentioned the Facebook group, which kind of helped us do that. But trying to not have to start from scratch is, I think, the best thing we can do. Keep everyone engaged. Keep everything relevant to what's going out, continuous communications. Keep them in the loop with the new items. I mentioned before that, you know, we're in this every day, but our team members aren't. So if they're at home worrying about, you know, kids out of school, maybe a spouse that, that that's, has reduced hours or isn't working, 
there's a lot of stuff going on. So I think we need to make sure that we're giving them all the information as they're coming back. So keep them in the loop with the new health and governmental guidelines. Let them see pictures of what you're doing. You know, what's the club going to look like when I come back so it's not foreign to them. Our employee Facebook page really helped us with that. And just be there for questions, you know, feedback, kind of a two-way street. Once you're operating, be there. I mentioned that, that we pulled our managers and asked them, look, the less time you can do in the office, the better. And the more time you can do on the floor. If you need to bring your laptop to the cafe and just be available. If you need to bring your laptop outside by the tennis courts and, and just be there for those questions as they pop up. And I think that, that you know, once you're operating, those questions come up. We, we can't put it all on a manual. But I think just keeping folks engaged as much as possible so it's not a ton of bricks hitting them after they've been out of the club for, for eight or ten weeks. Yeah, for sure. And then at other clubs, you know, they might be facing situations where, you know, instructor, for example, has less hours than they were expecting, or, you know, they have had to cut back in certain areas, or, you know, maybe employees just experiencing heightened stress from the sure. pandemic. What What is your, what is the importance of maybe having empathy as a leader throughout this time? Well, you, you kind of have to know what you don't know, right? I think is a piece of that. And so, you know, there could be a, an instructor who's only here three hours a week, but their spouse may be temporarily laid off or permanently laid off. There, there's a lot of things going on. We had a, a member of our group fitness staff who lost a family member due to the disease. So that was one thing we, we also kind of stressed with our employees in that training. I may have missed this in your previous question, but, but when we trained everyone coming back, this COVID-19 affected everyone differently. We have 192 employees, 5,500 members, plus everyone that they're extended family and, and connected to and other, other jobs. So this really affected everyone differently. So you, you know, at, at first you may have somebody making a joke about the restrictions or the, the precautions. Well, that, that doesn't play funny to somebody that, that was really impacted, whether it's just financially or health-wise for a family member. So I think that was something is that we wanted all of our staff to be very sensitive and very aware it may not have affected you dramatically, but it could have affected the person next to you dramatically, whether it's a member or coworker. So I think we went through that and those, those were conversations. So as our managers were, were working with those small teams, as they brought them in to kind of reset their departments and do the cleaning, we had those conversations and said, you know, be aware, no jokes. We're, we're all taking this serious. This is a, a global health pandemic. Say that out loud. It's serious. And, and no matter what your personal feelings may be on it, we're going to take it serious here at Stone Creek. And we're also going to have that empathy for our coworker, for a member who might not even say something, but just just a sly word from us could could really impact them. So it was something that we did take seriously, and I, and I think we 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 did not stress that too much, right? We we went over and over that before we opened the doors, and I think everyone got it because some folks came in with the mindset had the you know almost really checked out for a while, but when they came back in and we kind of put it in those terms, everybody everybody kind of blinked a little bit and said, yeah, we we need to make sure we're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, any learning lessons the pandemic has taught you about teamwork, culture, or leadership? You know, yeah, I think I think it's be involved, right? Ask and answer. As an organization, we found that it was really important to be involved with our local and state leaders. Originally, we were we were on phase two for the state and phase two for our local. Uh, here we have parishes instead of counties, but that government kind of rules us. And we were on their phase two and three plans. And and Larry and I got got deep in the weeds and calling congressmen and, and state representatives and emailing anyone we could and, and calling the mayor, former mayor, he's now our, our county president, calling his cell phone to kind of talk through it with him and, and show him what we could do. And, you know, 
hey, I've been in a couple businesses around town. Let me show you what we're doing that blows them out of the water when it comes to safety and health protocols. So I think that was really big for us. And so we extended that to being involved and relevant with our team. I think we just kept them informed, let them know what we were doing. Hey, we're talking to our state representatives. We want to get you moved up because you just, you know, you just mentioned a little bit of anxiety around some of the personal situations when they're hearing we might not open till the end of June or July. Well, Will they keep paying me? I mean, in early April, who knew how long we could pay? So I think that that that, that was those were questions in our staff's mind. So I think answering their questions, letting them know what we were doing. A big piece of our culture is our, our take care principle. And that was in place before we closed the doors for the pandemic, right? So that's an acronym for, for service that we do at the club. But I think it leads all of our decisions that we do. So we, we kind of used that culture piece and we we extended it to, to what was already working for us. And, and I think that is that is something I think that, that carries on for everything that we did. And the culture you have today in your club is the culture you have today. It might not be what you want to put on your presentation slide or on your credo card, but Brent Darden told me many years ago, the culture you have present in your club is the culture you have present in your club, period. So like I said, it might not be what you want on your on, on the wall, but what is present is it, it, that's what the member feels when they come in. And I think we did a really good job of having that culture where we wanted it before we closed. And I think that as your team members live that culture and, and we're present for them and just being involved with them on the floor, I think it, I think it's going to shine through. I mean, I think, I think that's kind of what's helped us bounce back so quickly. Yeah. And then in terms of you guys getting involved at the local and state level to try and get your facilities reopened, I'm sure that that felt really good for your teams too, to know that you were out there fighting for them and, and wanting to get them back to work as quickly as possible in a safe way. Yeah, it did. I think, and you know, and, and, and when we did that, we also asked our team, who do you know? You know, one, one of our, one of our members actually knew someone that used to work in the governor's office and had a contact and got us in touch with someone. So there were, there were channels that we didn't even know existed. So that was, again, that was kind of the, the point, be involved, right? Put your team in there too. It wasn't just the two of us or three of us getting on the phone and calling people. It was put it out there. This is what we're doing. We see that they put us attentively in phase two, even phase three on the county level. What are we going to do? How, how do we get there? These are our thoughts. And then we get a call that wasn't expected saying, well, hey, I, I know somebody in Baton Rouge, uh, the state capitol, let me put a call in. And then that started the ball rolling to try to get us into one of those committees. We, we participated locally. And I think, yeah, I think we even brought in some of our staff. One of our, our, our spot directors sat in on some calls with us with the local government. And then even one of our therapists wanted to join. They, the, the, the government invited anyone in the community that, that had a stake in it. And so even a therapist, you know, who might not make policy for the club, but she was there letting everyone know, hey, this is what we're feeling. This is what we can do to make everyone help feel at ease about the health and safety once they re-enter. And this is how our business works, because quite honestly, those state and, and local leaders, they're in government. They're, they don't know how food and beverage works. They don't know how a spa works. They don't know the in and outs of a pool. You know, they, they may regulate all that stuff, but they don't they don't know the ins and outs of the business. And so, yeah, I think our team really did rally around that. It was a, it was a good experience for us. Yeah. And then for those, you know, you mentioned the Take Care acronym. For those who might not be familiar with that, can you maybe just go through it or just highlight what the, again, what the purpose of that acronym is? Yeah. So, so take care. It's, it's teamwork. It's attitude. It's keeping a place clean. E, everyone is treated the same. You know, that, that's a big piece of what we do here from, from the, the, the member that spends the most to the member that joined yesterday and has spent a dollar. We treat everyone the same and, and, and employee-wise too. We're cordial. We always do everything for the right reason. We give the right of way to a member, whether that's not taking the last spin bike that's in a classroom or stepping out of the way in the cafe line. 
and then the E is our extra. You know, just a little lanyap is what we call it down here, but always trying to do that extra. And we've tried to do some of that as we've reopened. But but take care also extends to three facets of the business for us. And so we take care of each other, our employees, our team members, the, the guy working next to us. So we take care of each other. We take care of our members. And then we also take care of the business. And the business really has given a lot at this point. You know, we, we're fortunate to have an ownership group that's allowed us to pay our team and make them whole from the, the shutdown on March 16th all the way to when we reopened on May 15th. And and now it's it's time for all of us to kind of take a little bit, look, how can we repay that, right? How do we start paying some of this back and how do we take care of the business? And, and all, all of our department directors are doing that with looking at expenses and, and going through their GL and seeing how can we make sure we're, we're sharpening the pencil as much as, as we can and, and knowing that we'll have a little decrease in revenue here. You know, we've been surprised so far. We ran our first billing for June and we beat the updated budget that we did through the end of the year after the closure. So we're, we're excited about that. And just, you know, just getting the members back in the building, it kind of brings that take care full circle. It reminds us why we're doing it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any other thoughts or advice on leadership or employee engagement you'd like to close with? Yeah. You know, I, I think just, just be there, be in the moment, support your team. You you brought it up a little earlier, Rachel, that, that we don't know what our teams are going through on the other side, right? Again, spouse and jobs and kids out of school and, and health for everyone. And it's, you know, it's scary times for some folks. It's, it's, there's a lot going on. I think the more you're there to support your team, be there on the floor with them, you know, talk to them about their personal experiences in any way you can kind of help them navigate that. And then also, what does it mean here? There are going to be a lot of questions, you know, when you reopen the club, we're, we're still getting questions. We've been open a couple of weeks now, but the phases keep changing. So I think just supporting your team, being there, being present with them. I think that's, that's the big takeaway for me. Yeah. Great advice. Awesome. Yeah. And Rachel, I just wanted to say, you know, we, we really appreciate everything that you guys and Club Solutions are doing for the industry. I know on my roundtable, a lot of folks are, are tuning into your Wednesday webinars and we're uh, we're all appreciative of the work you guys are doing. It's kind of a conduit for the folks that, you know, I, I we're, we're fortunate. We have a great team and I think we have a lot of people helping us. There, there's some clubs out there, I think, that are not not operating yet, of course, and, and the light's not as bright at the end of the tunnel yet, right? Once you get there, it is brighter. But I think I think a lot of folks are really looking to you guys and, and appreciating that the magazine's still coming out, right? It's coming in your inbox and, and everybody should be reading that. And I think just, just being involved with the industry and, and the stuff that you guys are doing has been great. 